So everybody, welcome back to R&B Podcast with Russ and Blake. Today is just Blake, but we have a very, very exciting guest with us, uh, Mr. Justin Breen, a friend of mine that I've met very recently. I don't think I have anyone I've met and known for such a short amount of time that I've called a friend before, but uh, this gentleman thinks very similarly, similarly to me in many ways, but also very different from me in many ways. And I felt in our first couple of discussions, we were able to connect very easily and trust each other and uh, build a relationship and waste minimal time in doing so. And uh, yeah, that is the way that we both prefer things to go. So we'll get into that a bit today and some of the things that he's exposed me to in such a short amount of time, just through um, generosity and networking, which has been a very powerful tool for me in the past couple of months. So Justin, thank you for joining us this evening. I appreciate you, fella. Ditto. It's, um, uh, my my brain turns everything into into patterns, and uh, the favorite one is um, right mindset attracts right network, which creates right opportunities. And uh, felt like uh, you and I immediately had the the same correct mindset of abundance and visionary investment, and so that creates friendship, right network, and then mm-hmm. creating opportunities for each other. So yeah, I mean, uh, uh, and um, if it makes sense, like. Many of my best friends I've never met in person because it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. anymore. Um, Zoom is just uh, or whatever whatever device it is. It's just like a a connection tool for creating real human relationships, even if you don't like physically meet. So this is another yeah. great example of that. Yeah, technology is an important piece of this exponential growth and exponential mindset. And we talk a lot about that on my show, but in particular, I thought it was interesting. Um, You know, you talk about God winks in your book and um, just in the past two years, I've tried to name my years in the way that you do. So have the theme to the year instead of having the New Year's resolution, because I feel that that's uh, so much more impactful on your Mm. your personal efforts throughout the year and a lot easier to remind yourself of what the overarching purpose is of your actions throughout those 365 days. So. Um, Justin has written a book called Epic Life, and um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I sometimes get nervous reading books from people that I'm friends with because I'm like, oh, I hope I actually like it. But it was very well written. It was easy to read. And the concepts that you covered in there were very powerful. One specifically that I see is a recurring theme and the things you talk about is the importance of family and um, being dedicated to your wife and your kids and I've yeah. met many entrepreneurs that seem like they've gone through a period in life where maybe they uh, sacrificed some of that family time and dedication to build their business. But you're one that um, has aligned with me and how that should be of equal importance as we uh, shoot for the stars in our professional endeavors, because at the end of the day, that's what we have to fall back on. And that is our our truest, most, I guess, uh, pure creation. We can create all these businesses, but there's nothing that's ever going to be greater than our family. Um, you know, I really appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, we're almost uh, in human year, or however you want to call it, we're almost 20 years apart. I'm almost 47, and I believe you're 27. Right. And, um, and, but it, it, it um, 
it doesn't matter. Um, it's a human term, like years. Um, and again, with right mindset, like I, I, it's illogical to me. It's illogical to me why anyone would um, place anything above their family. It's it's confusing to me. Like why would you? Uh, let entrepreneur life destroy your family life or prevent you from having a family. Um, but I, I talk to one to two people like us every single week that have, that they've done that. That's, I mean, that's literally why I wrote Epic Life, how to yeah. build collaborative global companies while putting your loved ones first. I'm like, well, you don't have to do that. In fact, putting family first and putting network first, actually I have found takes the other stuff takes care of itself. And then I've found the family actually makes the collaborative global company better because the family becomes involved, whether it's my wife deciding to phase down on pediatrics and become COO of the company. And then just as if not more important, our 11 year old and nine year old, both boys, they're learning about entrepreneur life from, you know, basically from day one. And then the nine year old already wants to take over both of the companies I helped start. So, um, And the eleven-year-old's unemployable. He'll he'll never be unemployed. He'll be he'll never be employed. He'll do something. I mean, he's unemployable. So, right. I think that actually focusing family network um, creates the best type of company. Mm -hmm. And like you said, your son's interested in taking over your company. That's not always the case, but you at least set them up to have that opportunity. And I hear mixed emotions about that, but I always say, why not? Um, if If you've built something that's important enough to carry on for generations. It was his idea. I would never push it on him. Exactly. Well, and and um uh it was my wife's idea to become COO. I never asked her to to do that. But that again, that's the point of putting fit. You know what? It's this is why I love these interviews. This is why I love them because you learn in real time, and then you've just given given me a, a revelation by putting family first. it actually showed to them what was possible by doing that and gave them the safety and security to, or understanding to make a decision where they actually would think about joining the company or start their own. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Giving them that mindset of inclusion and not separation with the company. Cause that's what I see a lot of visionaries do. They just separate the family, but yeah. actually including them, they joined or, mm -hmm. plan to join. Well, that's really interesting. I haven't thought about it in that way before until now. So thank you. Yeah. And it's very organic, right? hundred percent. It's yeah. logical. It's lot. It's that's logical, man. That's really interesting. I agree. My wife has recently, recently gained some interest in some of my, uh, my business activities. It's just at the right time. It always happens when it needs to, right? Correct. And, um, Um, it, there's a simple explanation that I've seen with that, um, with that situation or my situation, or when the spouse or the partner becomes involved with the children, I, um, usually this is what I see. So usually people like us, uh, usually visionaries like us, marry stabilizing humans, not always, but usually kind, loving, stabilizing humans who are high achievers. And then one of two things happens. that I've, that I've seen really, it's only one of two things. 
Um, one, it's a situation like ours where the stabilizing human, kind, loving human, um, who's a high achiever evolves with the visionary, wants to be part of that, learns how to be part of that, and then joins, gets interest a little bit slower than, well, a lot slower than someone like us, but then they, they learn. And once they make that decision, then they never stop following through with it because they feel safe and secure. So that's when it works. And then when it doesn't is when the stabilizing human is an anchor and prevents the visionary from becoming a visionary. And then it ends in disaster because the visionary can't, we can't, we can't be anything other than a visionary. It's not, it's not possible. It would be torture for us. Uh, we need it. Correct. Yeah, that's right. So it's really interesting. How long have you been married for? Uh, going on three years. Yeah, so going, on, I, going on four years. Going on four years. Yeah. Oops. Okay. <laughs> the, uh, so, uh, <laughs> whoops. Well, exactly. See, we <laughs> exponential growth. It moves so fast, right? <laughs> so that your wife is already seeing that. That's massive. I mean, we've been together. Uh, Sarah and I have been together almost twenty years, and we've been married since 2008, whatever that math is, uh, I think it's 15 years, what, almost 16 years, but, um, it took her, you know, almost 20 years, 19 years for her to, to see that and then, and then become that. And then since she decided that she's a machine, her, her follow through kicked in so that your wife is already starting to think that that's really exciting. Is she 27 also? Yep. She's just uh, three months older than me. Man, that's going to be, you two are going to just, dom I mean, holy cow. Wow. And, I just look forward to the future so much because uh, Peter, like Pete or people like Peter Diamandis have uh, just opened my eyes to the thought of longevity and increasing health span. And if these are yeah. things that we can really achieve, then, you know, we, we can structure our lives in a way that we can nurture our families and build these companies and not feel like we're in such a time crunch we take care of ourselves and we get more time to accomplish all these other things and be fulfilled and the that thought of abundance has just been so important to me and i'm excited to have another 300 days of this theme you know because it's so early it's so early and um just love what you said love what you said about um nurturing families and building companies and I, I'd like to flip that just to just to see how it works. Nurturing companies and building families or building families and nurturing companies. It's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. It's little. There's no difference to me. Building and nurturing. So building and nurturing families and companies. That's when it just boop, yeah. building and both nurturing. Right. right. And then you have your family want to be involved in the company because you treat yeah. them similarly. Tremendous. Tremendous. I love it, man. This, so this is what I mean. Like you have, it's a collaborative way of thinking that it's like, oh man, I've known you my whole life. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, all right. Good. And that's what I mean. So like the right mindset attracts the right network, creates the right opportunities. And then this is a, an example of that, but, and then um, these type of conversations, um, uh, I was just at this event, very grateful, um, on Necker Island, um, mm -hmm. where we've been a bunch of entrepreneur maniacs, uh, like me, and we brought our stabilizing human, kind, loving spouses, wives with us. Um, we, uh, hung out with, um, well, 
he, I mean, what a gracious host, but Sir Richard Branson, what a great guy. I mean, wow. Amazing. Well, I mean, if you've ever seen Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, this was that in real life, like that, that something like that actually does exist, but, yeah. um, I like to simplify things into patterns. Um, and uh, I was talking to a great entrepreneur friend of mine who I'd never met before this, but his name's Robert Kirk. And, um, it's just about what we're talking about now, but he, we, we kind of put it together into a simple phrase that the right questions lead to the best answers, which lead to the best people. So by asking these questions and then critically thinking to become a, a great answer, that makes us better people. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think about how we're talking about the nurturing and building families and businesses. And then, and then the family wants to be part of business or the business he wants to be part of family and then business really is one big family i mean like that's like all the companies i have are just one big family i mean mm -hmm. that's really what it is yeah and that concept of who not how is pretty new to me that is uh yeah. definitely going to help moving forward um you're yeah. you're a part of strategic coach you introduced yes. me to someone involved with that group and he told me about the book um 10x is easier than 2x yes so i just recently finished that and uh you read the title and it's kind of hard to conceptualize but the way that they uh illustrate that concept is uh game changing and i can see just in my interactions with you and um, what you've been involved in over the past month or so, even how you've uh, implemented that into your lifestyle. And it's definitely something that I uh, admire of how you've uh, uh, you prioritized that. Yeah. You're, you're, I mean, thank you. I mean, you're 20 years younger in human years and you're, you've, you're, I mean, by the time you're, I can't believe I'm saying this, but by the time you're my age, I mean, oh my God, it'll be, um, and then to sim to simplify, I like to simplify the 10x and 2x to 2x. Um, and maybe this will help your audience. But I think most people, when they think 10x, they think revenue or net worth or number of employees or I don't know, locations. I don't, what, what number of houses. I don't know if you 10x that, but maybe you would. I don't know. But um, so there are only two 10Xs in my life that I actually care about. Um, and again, this goes back to family and network because uh, I just spend time with my family or connect visionaries to serve humanity. But um, two 10Xs. One, spending time with my family, quality time with my family. And then two, growing network on a global level. So that that's it. That's all I, I mean, that's it. And then the only two questions I ask, again, better questions lead to better answers, lead to you know, better people. But the only two questions I really ask myself every day that matter, only two, less is more, is one, did I have a good experience that day with my family? Two, did network grow on a global level? Only mm -hmm. two questions that matter. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from an outsider perspective, it looks like you're doing a good job at staying consistent Thanks. in that on a daily basis. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Part of this this global network you keep referring to with uh, with Brepic. Do you want to talk a little bit about the you know the the beginnings of Brepic and how or I guess not how but why you've decided to embark on this journey? I love it. I, um, 
I just I, I love the way you phrased that question again. Better question. Video. It's it, it just works right, but um. Well, the formula for creating a successful global company is very simple. Everything's a pattern. Um, formula is simple. So as you see a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global company. See a problem, create solution, problem solve, successful global company. So the problem is, um, and I invest heavily in, in whatever you would call masterminds, well over, well over six figures a year, um, the problem is for visionaries, there's there's not a one-stop shop for visionaries. There's not. Um, there's just not a there's so there's there's two types of geniuses. There's genius brain, that's the MIT, the Caltech brain, the super high IQ. Many of those folks do not have genius hearts, so they're building this stuff, but they're you know, they're like cyborgs, which is fine, but they don't have a genius heart. And then uh, then there's the genius heart, uh, you know. Kumbaya, small nonprofit hippie, you know, somebody playing a guitar, but they don't have a genius brain, so they're they're not they can't mech they can't mechanize it, they can't scale the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, and then what a true visionary is to me is when you combine the genius brain and the genius heart. So um I was I was tired of seeing that problem where you don't have the the combination. So um that's that's why. Uh, my partner and I created it. Um, it's the Repic Network is literally a, a SaaS platform, a LinkedIn type platform, a mastermind for visionaries. It's only for visionaries who want to serve humanity. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that's all I do every day anyway. So just create, to me, business is just an extension of purpose. And the purpose of my life is to connect visionaries. That's, that's it. Um, and yeah. spend time with my family. Nice. And I can only uh, be led to assume that your wife played a role in kind of conceptualizing these things. You talk about the art and genius mind, and she certainly has the the extra legs of the genius heart piece that I think contributed to this vision, right? Well, there are two things from that. Uh, well, there are many things from that, but we'll make it two. So, um, you're, I, I'm convinced you're either born with a genius brain or not. Um, I, I mean, I, I just, I don't, most people are not born with genius brains. They, I, they're not, I mean, which is fine. Um, but you can learn genius heart. Um, you can learn that. Certainly if you have a genius brain, I think you can learn anything. Um, and um, anything that I guess you would call a weakness, I look at it as a, an opportunity to find a collaborative strength. So it's not a weakness, it's an opportunity to find a collaborative strength. So uh, on Strength Finders, Gallup Clifton Strength Finders, uh, there are 34 of them. Uh, I am dead last in empathy. For visionaries, visionaries, people, people like you, I have endless empathy, endless understanding, endless inclusion, endless empathy. Mm -hmm. Partner for second company, Mark Fujiwara, he does eight and nine figure deals all day. We've met two times in person. He's in San Francisco. I'm I'm in Chicago. He's uh, third in empathy. He's third in empathy and strength finder. So collaborative empathy, collaborative empathy. And then my wife um, is one in harmony and strength finders. One, one. Uh, I'm thirty one out of thirty four. So collaborative, collaborative harmony. 
And then my wife's second strength finder is relator. Her third is achiever. And I, uh, top three are activator, maximizer, achiever. So she and I are both achiever three. She just does it with sunshine and rainbows and relationships. And I do it with get out of my way. I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's collaborative. And then um, had the most interesting conversation today. Um, his name's Ryan Jankovic. He's a, uh, He's with EOS and he partners with Gina Wickman and, and folks like that. Mm. And um, he's competition one, like my partner, and he's harmony two. Um, and then Mark is competition one, maximizer two, empathy three. And this Ryan Jankovic, who I talked to today, he's also dead last in empathy like me. So he's mm. competition one, harmony two. And I was like, well, how does that make any sense? Because I'm like, how does it make sense? That mark is competition one, empathy three. And we came up with we came up with something really interesting because again, better questions, better answers, better humans. But um, it was like it was like collaborative competition. Like our competition um is like our company and com coll uh, collaborating with entrepreneurs against like uh, the status quo. So it'd be like competition against healthcare. It'd be competition against the law, competition against religion, competition against politics, competition against higher education. So it's like a massively collaborative, harmonious competition, collaboration with people like us against the, the overwhelming majority of, of societal norms. That's the way we looked at it. And that's certainly you, by the way. I mean, RN... And then now you're creating massive visions and then you'll collaborate with other people like us to, to take on things like uh, healthcare, to, to make that better, to make it better because you have the guts to do it. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. You say it that way. Um, I don't think I, you know, working in the hospital setting, obviously collaboration is important, but um, you know, I just thought of it within the scope of my profession and didn't see uh, how important it is for collaboration Correct. to be a piece of our daily life. And that's what's going yes. to uh, expand our understanding of anything and give us the opportunity to be empathetic to one another and yes. uh, help us get closer to enlightenment even, which is... Uh, no. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, so Dave, this is again, I don't, we, I don't think we ever talked about this, but Dr. David Hawkins, have we talked about this? No, you posted in our WhatsApp group, um, yeah. oh yeah, 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 diagram, but we have not discussed this, but it, when I saw you post that, I was like, oh, this makes so much sense because you're such a numerical, analytical, logical person, but to also have that that spiritual piece is what really sets people apart, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll I'll dovetail that. Um, I'll, I'm pulling up the, I'm pulling up the chart here. Yeah, please do. Um, man, you're a break. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, did you look at that chart and where where do you think you rate on that? Did you ever actually ask yourself that? Yeah, and you know, um, you made a comment to someone that you use your intuition to uh determine where you felt you lie on that scale yeah, which correct. i think is important but i always try to keep things in perspective because again you know me at 27 you might think that i you That's know seem more wise than someone else my age but i also just have so many more things i'm going to experience you know than um 
So I was tempted to put myself in the, um, oh, I'm thinking of the left column there, the heaven realm. Is that? Yes, yes, yes. Um, maybe towards the bottom of that heaven realm, but certainly yes. on my way quickly to the middle range. Very quickly, very quickly. Okay, okay. Uh, I, one, I would agree with you based on intuition. And then all I do is talk to people like us, regardless of age, it doesn't matter to me. Um, and then just to land the plane. Um, so I'm 46, but my father was 61 when I was born, 61. Mm -hmm. Uh, and just to make you laugh, my mom was 27. So just think about you being married to a 61-year-old. That'd be kind of funny. But the um, <laughs> Or your wife, your wife, you being 61 and your wife being 27. That'd be kind of, yeah, well, no. don't think about that. But the, um, okay, so um, on the right side, there's a level of consciousness and then uh, enlightenment's at the top. It's at the very top. So that's a thousand, a thousand. Yeah. But the, um, uh, so just, to land the plane, I see the world in numbers and keywords. If you, if, I mean, you know that, but in case your audience hasn't understood that yet, I'm yeah, pure numbers, logic with faith, pure faith based. But so, um, the overwhelming majority of the world never even gets to 200, which is courage. Like, courage is the dividing line. Like, it takes courage to leave our end to become an entrepreneur. Most people would never have the courage to do it, they would never. Okay, so, uh, 500, which is inner love, um. Only 1% of the world ever gets to that. Mm. 540, which is oneness, only 0.4% gets to that. And then it gets, gets starts to get really small. So um, I'm, um, by just knowing myself pretty well, I'm, I'm in the 700, 800 range. Mm -hmm. um, and the 800, uh, it's called the great void. Um, yeah. And like, I'm kind of glad to be in that right now or approaching that because like kind of, it'll be exciting to be in that and be like, Ooh, what's going on? And like, I, I know it's coming next, but mm -hmm. there's a, there's a hack, not a hack, but a shortcut that, that I think is the, the key to break through that. Um, it's a, it's a book called the prayer of Jabez. Um, I'm not religious, but I am very faithful. Um, and then believe in a higher power, but Jabez was a, a character, not a character, a person in the Bible, um, very small part in it, but there was a prayer that he said, and um, it's like a shortcut um, to, to get to 850, which is divine grace and love union. And so the first thing I do every day now, it used to be a grateful journal to my wife, and that's, so that's 1A now, but the screensaver on my phone is the prayer of Jabez. So I wake up and I, I read that um first thing every day and then i read it several times a day because it's always on my phone but holy cow uh my friend uh david trent i'm, I'm happy to introduce you to him if you, you like no, i just talked with david last week <laughs> you you sent him my information he reached out to me <laughs> okay so that's what okay makes sense that yeah this is what a little surprise but that makes sense but they okay so i don't so he sent me that book and yeah. I literally just called him today and left a voicemail and just said how powerful that exercise, that ritual, that practice has been. Because since I started doing it, um, um, it's just an incredible amount of blessings and opportunities have come mm -hmm. my way. Um, and like I said, I think it's a shortcut through the great void. Mm -hmm. It's a shortcut. Um, 
but I, I don't mind staying in the great void for a while because when because I know once you get through that uh or even stay in that for a while I know what's next and I'll I'll never stop saying that prayer I will never I mean just I mean I've only been doing it a couple weeks mm -hmm. um so the prayer prayer of job is it's gotten sold like 10 million copies but man holy cow is that transformational wow just incredible yeah adopting those uh practices of mindfulness can certainly lead to exponential change right man are you <laughs> so the uh it's like um so oh you so you remind me of my son um who was nine um who was nine and he uh earl nightingale he's the og he's my he's like my favorite he was like tony robbins or pete or diamandis or dan sullivan before they were even born mm -hmm. um and then uh, my favorite quote of Real Nightingale's is success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And I was talking to my uh, nine-year-old son, Chase, when he was eight. Um, he's like a little version of Earl uh, Nightingale. So he, we were talking about bending time and IQ, um, you know, again, including family and these discussions, better questions, right? So I'm like, oh, what do you think the meaning of life is for bending time what do you think of time and he's like well he considers life one long great day um so mm. no years or days or yeah. whatever that and it doesn't make so he's like yesterday's before you're born and tomorrow's after you die um and then he said there are only two ways to have a great day um simplifier right he's a simplifier like you and like me a um, little younger than us but um well a lot younger but so the two ways uh uh, do what you like to do and what you're good at um, and keep getting better at it and create more living things. So that's pretty simple. Most yeah. profound thing I've ever heard in my life. So I'm yeah. eight. eight years old. Wow. No, he's nine now. He's got a, <laughs> Excuse got a nine. Yeah. He's got a lot to live up to. <laughs> numbers guys. Important. I need to numbers. get <laughs> yeah, numbers. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, yeah. I've told you my daughter's only one year old, but since the day she was born, um, you talk about intuition. I've known you can tell you special, and I I ask people, and I try to be conscious of it. I'm like, I don't want to be that crazy person. No, it's not crazy. So, right, I know. Well, so um, uh, usually I'm talking to folks that are older than me. I just resonate more with um older people because my dad was 61 when I was born, right. and, I just, and I really should be like 80 years old right now. Like <laughs> I skipped a generation, but you're you're an old soul and a Right. You're an old soul. Um and um so you know you, you go out into the world and you talk to people and I go, uh, you know, but and, and people meet my children and they, they know right away they're not really children. Um mm -hmm. they're just not, they never happen. But the eleven year old, totally unemployable, wonderful child, his fastest 5k time is 20 minutes 38 seconds so that's i mean oh. i tell that to people and they're like eh, yeah like you just like no you don't understand <laughs> he finished he finished third in an adult race with like 105 runners of 5k and people are like what do you you know they're like oh are you gonna run the race little guy and it's like uh-huh right. <laughs> he's like no, so, no, no, no. yeah okay and then the nine-year-old just just uh he's like um whatever brain type of brains you and i have with like pure you know pediatrician kindness love brain like my harmony like my wife and it's really interesting mm -hmm. um be very interesting 
but again, um, you know, it really all goes back to the, the same answer is like when you have time with your family and you really show them how important they are and that they're number one, they're number one. And then you get to see the development and your one-year-old, you already know, like you, you already know, like, and there's no doubt in my mind that, um, your baby, if you can still call your baby. Oh, she's baby. My, yeah. She gotta be my baby still, at least for a little bit, <laughs> a little bit longer. You know, yeah. that's, a, that's a, all children are special. They are all special. I understand that. Or, and I'm like a child myself. Like I'm like a little kid. Um, but you know, when there's some, there's something different and, um, let me, um, let me, uh, explain something I think that might be helpful. So I will, like you, I have high intuition. And um, one of my nine-year-old's friends, this is why it's so important to understand your children. Um, so important, but like, so I, one of our, uh, nine, one of my nine-year-old's friends, he's a definite genius. This kid is a definite genius. He's definitely a visionary. His IQ, his IQ already is 135. He was telling me like, he's like, oh yeah, I took my IQ. It's like, yeah, it's 135. I'm like, okay, great. And so I was talking to his mom. He's an only child. He loves playing with my kids. We just took him to a, a bull riding event, front row. Oh, bull yeah. riding. oh, it was awesome. He loved it. He just, he was like a little, well, he is a little kid, but he was having a great time. <laughs> so uh, it's like a little kid. But so I was telling, I was telling his mom, you know, I, your son, I go, your son is a genius. I don't say that to most parents. I go, he is a, he's definitely a genius. He's definitely a visionary. Um, I'm happy to give him a copy of my book. He'd really like it. And she's like, well, I don't think he can really understand that. And because um, like the first thing she says is like, wow, you wrote a book. That's pretty impressive. I'm like, that's not why I'm telling you. I'm like, you, I'm, he's a visionary. And she she's not. She's, you know, employee, which is fine. And she just discounted it. And um and that's most of the world. Um, and then people like us are usually aliens within our own family community and verticals. The only people that understand us are people like us. And then the parents are just, they don't embrace it. They just don't understand it. So I was trying to, I was trying to help. I was trying to show him or relate to him. And, and the, the mom basically said no, which yeah. really sad. And I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to be like, Hey, I should, yeah. there's the book. But I'd like, there's no doubt that kid's a visionary. And then he might not meet someone like us for a long time, which is really right. sad. Right. Yeah. I think about that pretty frequently, actually. And that's what uh, I was explaining to my wife. I I know my daughter's special. So, like, we have to make sure that whatever institution we're allowing to manage some of her time as she's growing, that they are on board with the fact that she's special. And I don't want anything to hold her back in her progression. So, you know, she's in daycare already and I'm like, okay, when, she, when can she go to the two-year-old class? They're like, well, she's only 14 months. And I explained, well, she's hit all these milestones and she can walk, she can feed herself and she can mm. have this level of dialogue. So like, what is the criteria other than age, right? Because I even saw, um, was it a young lady last week, 16-year-old teacher has three bachelor's degrees, right? And so uh, my question is always, what is the difference in situation and upbringing and opportunities that uh, leads a child 
to even consider making those leaps at that age because they see the parents, they see the parents. Right, right. It has to be the parents because um, just like your situation, I'm sure many kids miss out on opportunities like that. The overwhelming majority because they're, so I spent, um, mo I'm 46. I spent most of my life talking to people like this and they're not like us. So they're just stared. And so, but you don't, you know, my litmus test is my father. He was shot down multiple times in combat in World War II, many times without a parachute, and just got back into a plane. So that's the equivalent. You just keep talking like this. You never stop. And then, oh, finally, people understand me. They just happen to be people like you, just top visionaries on planet. Um, yeah. And then the greatest joy of this life is that the kids and my wife, you know, they get to see this world exist. Um, and then they do whatever they want with it. Um, so it's good to go to human school to learn to read and write and, you know, that stuff's important, have friends. Mm. And then we talk about bending time and IQ and living to 200 or 300. And, hey, we just hung out with Sir Richard Branson for a week and we're going to bring you guys next time we go because we're going to probably go next year. And then um, it's that like it's endlessly abundant it's endlessly abundant and um um like i took my kids to see um uh the san antonio spurs when they came into town to see the uh chicago bulls because i wanted them to see uh Wembyana. yeah uh, so we sat like three rows behind the spurs bench just to like see this like he's just a unicorn i mean if he had a horn on his head and he had hooves, I'd be like, this is literally a unicorn. Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that something or someone like that could exist, but that's the equivalent Bed of, for the activity he does almost. It's, it yeah. doesn't make, it's illogical yet here he is. And that's kind of how it feels to be a visionary mm -hmm. in a human world. You're just completely misunderstood mm -hmm. for the most part. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we get to a point where we realize we don't need to be understood or accepted by everyone. Right. Uh, almost by, by almost no one. By almost. So the, um, I was talking to my wife cause she, she went to Necker Island and, um, she's, she's learned now. Um, she's learned. She's like, you know what? I'm not, there's really nothing I can say about the trip because the people I talk to, they're not going to understand they're just not going to understand that. Um, and that's fine. Um, um, and then what will happen with her, what's already happening is now the friendship she's building are with people who do understand that. And then the ones that don't will kind of fade away. She'll see that and it'll be a little harder for her because yeah. she has more harmony and empathy, but all my friends couldn't wait. They couldn't wait to talk about it because they, not only want to do that some of them have done it and some of them will do it again and then i invited some of them to do it next time so it's like it's just um again that right mindset attracting the right network and creating those right opportunities and then success is progressive realization of worthy ideal and my worthy ideals connecting visionaries to serve humanity so i'll never get never get tired of it and all these great things will happen and are happening because of it and i spend as much time with my family as i want to so it's all a a circle of joy, really. Circle yeah. of joy. Yep. Yeah, you put in the the work on the mindset and lead with love and optimism and great things can happen, right? So that's tremendous what you just said about putting the work into the mindset. That's the work. 
Um, and again, I think you, I think you're either born with a genius brain or not. Okay. So like your daughter, she was born with a genius brain. There's a, most kids are not born like that. I've never met your daughter, but there, I can tell already she was born with a genius brain. Right. She probably already has the genius heart. Um, odds are that more women have the genius heart than men. They just do. Um, that's just, that's women are just, yeah. Yeah. But if you're not born with the genius heart, you can learn that. And I think that's putting the work into the mindset. I think that's where the true work is. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I'll double down on that. Um, uh, I'm constantly working on building my mindset. Like every, every day I'm trying to get better, whatever day means, but every day I'm trying to get better at it every single day, mm -hmm. every single day, getting better at visionary abundance, investment mindset every single day. Yeah. because successive progressive realization of a worthy ideal. And that's part of that 10X. Correct. Man, we like, you know, so like, um, I always make fun of my uh, wife um, in a good way because like many of her conversations are like a tennis match of like, it, it's funny and she'll, she'll admit this too, but it's like kind of just like pointless like water cooler conversation like back and forth boom, boom, boom. so like our conversations yours and mine are like a this tennis match of, so we're just like bouncing great idea back to great idea oh look at that that volley oh yeah. look at that smashing <laughs> forehand oh we got the, the lob and then oh diving save and it just gets oh it's more interesting more interesting more interesting more interesting, more interesting. Yeah, yeah. It's really fascinating yeah 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 i we're both not fans of small talk and chit chat um Ugh, no, you know, we, we appreciate each other and each other's time. So, um, you know, there's always room for a discussion to be constructive and uh, be a learning opportunity. You've certainly uh, every time I've spoken with you, I feel like I have some level of revelation, whether it's you know, 100 percent. It's a grand slam, grand slam, like thrilling. It's like Nadal Federer. Mm -hmm. uh, better, like, boom, ba -boom, ba -boom, yeah ba -boom. it is always like a big event even leading up to it i was like i'm really looking forward to just chatting with you because i never really know exactly what we're going to talk about and the um, matter well it, it's hilarious because um it's not hilarious but um i'm very grateful get a lot of uh, media opportunities like this and then um basically what i've uh, told the hosts now they're like a lot of them want to do like a pre-interview i'm like i'm not i'm sorry i'm just not doing that anymore because the only learning that really matters for me is after the record buttons hit that's when the true learning because it doesn't matter what is prepared to say it's what matters it matters what's said and that's mm -hmm. when the true learning happens and i i like to learn in real time it's far more organic the the word that you used it's organic it's not scripted it's organic mm -hmm. that's the true great learning yeah, yeah. and that's something that we've uh kept consistent here uh we're going on our second year of this show and um some of the conversations that we've had have certainly been a pivotal role in me developing this mindset and my goal is just to share that mindset as much as i can with the world along with uh me trying to push forward this initiative of using our bodies as a, a vessel of health so that we can thrive and be happy you know and um I'm just so appreciative of, you know, running into people like you that also want to spread that same positivity and love and such a seamless manner. All we're doing is having conversations and you introduce people to each other and you have more conversations. Right. But that shows right. you how powerful collaboration is. And um, 
I've grown to appreciate that so, so much. And I would say the last six months and it's, I actively appreciated it. Um, it became something that would flow to me just easily. And I had all so many more opportunities to have these meaningful conversations. Um, thank you for saying that. And um, again, that's part of the 10X in life. And and the, these conversations, which are one, they're meaningful, two, they're impactful, three, they lead to amazing things. But again, all this other stuff takes care of itself with the right community of people because people like us not only want to help everyone else in our community, but uh, most of the time they have the capital to do it. Money is energy, as, as Peter Diamandis says. That's my favorite description of what money actually is. And then just as important, they have the network of other collaborators who most of them who have the capital to do it. So it eliminates sales, it eliminates funnels, it eliminates marketing, it eliminates annoyance, it eliminates cold email. It just eliminates all that nonsense that most people are living in. Um, it eliminates it. Um, and what I've seen with people like us is essentially we create our own economies with our own mindsets and networks. That's that's as simple as I can think of it, is our mindset and networks create our own economies, right. our own lives, but really our own economies. Yep. And that is, uh, it's funny you say that. That's a thought I've had that I haven't really shared with anyone that, you know, I want to have a personal relationship with my my barber, my financial consultants, my, uh, my, my gardeners, you know, anybody that I'm paying to do a service, I would like to know that I also trust them as an individual, because I want that relationship to be more than a transaction. And if I can have someone within that circulating system that is going to be a part of my team in a way, and then I can actually trust them to be trust. on my property. And yeah, trust. Trust is the big thing. Well, the, a, a great friend of mine, I'm very, very thankful. Um, his name is Roosevelt Giles. He invited me to a ring the bell at NASDAQ in a couple of weeks. And I don't know anything about finance. I don't even care. Like it doesn't matter to me. So I'll be up there in, in this shirt and this hat, this <laughs> dog bitten up hat waving the bell at NASDAQ, which I think is funny. But um, he and I were talking, there's three types of uh, capital. There's human capital, social capital, and then financial capital. And, um, and uh, uh, trust, uh, social capital. That's the most important one because without the trust, you can't, you can't, uh, the humans, you know, the, the people won't trust you without the social capital. And then the byproduct of those is the financial capital. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be too much friction without trust in any relationship, uh, professional or personal. So that's why it's, uh, beneficial to treat them as one in the same, right? <laughs> Freedom is one. In the, well, here, here's the other thing. And um, this goes back to your earlier question about um, about the network um, or the mastermind, whatever. And, and this is fine, by the way, but like, I don't, I like all, you know, I invest six figures in, in, in groups um, and created one that, you know, invite only high price point. But what I've seen is um, I'm not as big of a fan where there's a hierarchy. There's a social hierarchy where one person does most of the talking or a couple of people are on stage and then hundreds of people are listening or dozens of people are listening. And what I found within our network is there's no hierarchy, even though like 
I guess it was technically my idea to start it. And I have a business partner and my, my wife is the COO. There's no, we're all equal. We're all coaching each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I've seen that's the biggest value from it is it's really about what the members need and their voices and, and, um, all everyone being equal. And then I've, what I've seen is it's the ultimate backstage collaboration for front stage people. So like, like it's, um, front stage people like us, like we're changing the world, but then we collaborate backstage to really simplify, uh, and connect with the right people to help our front stage message or our, our companies or our front stage message or um, getting the right investment for that front stage opportunity. So it's like a, um, it's like the best network of true collaboration with no narcissists, no genius brains only. Mm. Um, it's just pure genius brain. Cause I know, I know when someone's a genius brain only and they don't have the heart. I, I can I, yeah. I mean, I'll just talk to people like us. And so I can I can tell when it's when they're not. Um so I'm very careful about that. Very careful and very aware of that. Because you really can't have true collaboration and true connectivity if the they don't have the genius heart. It just it just yeah. doesn't work because then it's just about making more money, which is fine, but like you know, all of our members, we want to really change the world first. And then oh, this is important. Okay, this is important. Oh, I just tennis matched that to myself. That was interesting. <laughs> wow. I didn't play doubles and I mean, okay. So the, um, um, so again, we were at, um, we were at, uh, Necker Island, like I said, and we had a nice Q and a with, uh, Sir Richard Branson. And I asked him, um, I asked him what actually made him happy. Like, Hey, what, what is, you know, he's 73. So I'm like, what, what makes you happy? And, uh, he said fundamentally, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said, he never started anything, anything ever, ever. Kim, this is one of the richest, most powerful people on the planet, nicest people, one of the nicest people I've ever met, persons I've ever met in my life. He's like, he never started anything with the main priority to make money, ever, never, mm. never, not one time, never. It was always for purpose, always for purpose. Yeah. Um, so that's like the ultimate genius heart ultimate, combined with the pure, I mean, he is, his IQ is, I did send him an IQ test, I'm hoping yeah. he's taking but his IQ is, oh my God. Wow. Um, so that's like the ultimate example of genius brain, genius heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I like that you keep bringing that up because I haven't really explained that one of the first things you had me do or that you suggested, you didn't like tell me I needed to do it, but you mentioned the Colby index and yeah. uh, the IQ test and you yeah. told me why uh, you explained the the numbers of the Colby index, which I further understood after reading your book epic life but then um you were very open with me and like why you like to know people's iqs and that you're a bridge it, it's a bridge yeah well, you're a bridge you're the iq is a bridge but you're a bridge your your iq is a right a yes bridge. yes yes so for my listeners i'm a <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> right right so Sorry. I'm a I'm a bridge because I'm a 139. Justin also happens to be a 139. Same with my wife. Also Same with happens my wife. to be a 139, and uh, we are both in the house of no coincidences, right? These are God Makes wings, sense. right? Makes sense. Makes That's sense. logical. That's a logical God wing with a number attached to it. 
Yeah, and then so anything above 140 is considered a genius. Yep, 140 and above, uh, that's less than 1% of the population. Almost everyone I talk to, not including us or my wife, is 140 and above. And then when you get over 160, I've met very few. There are a couple of them, but I've met very few 160 and overs that have genius hearts. They're like cyborgs. Yeah. Um. So they're, they're great for building stuff, but... um. Very few of them have families. I think I've met five or six people over 160 that have a family. Um, mm. And then they've, there's, um, I actually met one in Necker Island. He's a 175. Um, wow. and, and he's, oh, yeah, right. He's like, Ugh. and then, but then he's like the nicest guy ever. And I'm, I was just talking to him. And so he, uh, his dad abandoned ship when he was young. And then he was raised by a single mom who was really sweet. I'm like, okay, now I understand. So he learned, I mean, he, he's a genius, right? Like your daughter or my, or my son's like a genius, right? But he learned genius heart early on from his mom. Yeah. Very early. And you can see it. It's just a really fascinating, um, uh, what is he doing? He was telling me he's, um, I mean, he had a big exit already. He, he's, he can't be 40 yet. There's, uh, there's no way, but he, he had a big exit and flying and all these things all over the world and stuff. And then he had, but he loves, loves his family loves. And probably because his dad wasn't around, he knows what that's like. Just like my yeah. dad was 13 or my, I was 13 when my dad died and my dad was a great guy and amazing man. I, so I know what it's like not to have a dad around, but mm -hmm. he's just the nicest guy, but that's the exception. Usually went over 160 really tough i know i know a 173 iq uh he's also an abundance 360 but i won't i won't say his name obviously but he has a human kind loving girlfriend he won't he won't even go out in public with her because he can't pretend to be someone else he can't do it he'll just stay at home while she goes out. <laughs> he can't do it he's like i can't yeah yeah and, uh, yeah i, I haven't uh, really talked much about abundance 360 either so that's how justin and i met is through oh yeah abundance. right <laughs> yeah. which um you know you're wearing a hat that says abundance we've mentioned abundance many times so i feel again i was just drawn to this group uh first yeah. and foremost because of the name and it was yeah. a, a thought that i had already been uh introduced to along was with it, was it something you said because i only i asked that because I didn't even know Abundance 360 existed. I know I don't, but you know, just, but so I always used to say Abundance mentality is the only mentality. That's like on my email script. And then I was on a, a show like this, and the host is Mike Malatesta. He's uh, been a PR partner. He joined Brepic Network, and this and this is after all this. But then during on his show, I was telling him like Abundance mentality is the only mentality. He's like, oh well, I'm in this group called Abundance 360. I'm like, well, what's that? He's like, well, it's you know, Dr. Peter Mondes top people, longevity, tech, thought leadership. He's like, oh, you might want to join that. I'm like, okay. So I joined like the next day. So that's what I, that's what I mean. And then he's an, he's an eight quick start like you, by the way. But, nice. but nice. Um, it's, uh, that's what it is, right? Mindset attracts right now or creates right opportunity. So I'm guessing most people don't on their email signature, don't have abundance mentality is the only mentality. I don't, right. I don't but uh -huh. do you say any, did you say anything like that? Or was it only in your head? Um, well, like I said, I, I have my theme for the year and I try to do that well before New Year's. So um, sometime in the late uh, fall, I had started to think about, you know, exponential growth and this abundance mindset. And then I, I read um, Tony Robbins book, Life Force, and then yeah. um, 
through that, I was more. Here, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got it. There it is. Can you see it? Yeah, that was a <laughs> that was a game changer for me, Justin. Because I read that whole book. Uh, I'll I'll admit I did audiobook, but I did. Oh my god, book. that yeah. must have taken years. That, that, no, that no, one point seven x speed. Oh, oh man, <laughs> that's a long book. But uh, it was great, you know. Um, I didn't know that Tony Robbins had any type of medical knowledge or background. And so seeing I'm, I'm a big fan of origin stories. And so that book gave me, God, this is, oh my yeah, it was very interesting. And I, when I hear Tony Robbins, I only thought motivational speaker. I didn't yeah. know that he had these other entrepreneurial endeavors or that he has got lots of them involved <laughs> with all this research. And yeah, he has a lot of them, but um, again, just eye opening. Uh, Humans are amazing, right? We can do whatever we want, how much of it we want to. We just have if to. If we want to, if we want. Yeah, yeah. if we want to, right? Yeah. That's where the work comes in. Most people, so there are four things. Um, if I discuss this already, stop me. But there are four things that separate people like us from people who aren't like us. So the four things are bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy, two, depression, three, highest level of anxiety you can imagine, four, child or uh, trauma as a child doing adults so for business owners humans consultants whatever that is, those are excuses people like us figure it out that's it yeah that's it. because uh plenty of the people that you refer to when you talk about those iqs those are people that have experienced a lot of those things and had to overcome them right in the since covid uh i've talked to five or six people less than three of those four things um mm -hmm. And not the I'm not talking about silver spoons. That's a fundamentally different discussion. But um, yeah. a handful of people, less than three of the four. I'm three of the four. Uh, the I guess quote unquote really successful ones. If you look at success as whatever you want to define it, they're usually all four. Um, mm -hmm. And then in abundance three hundred and sixty specifically, uh, there. I mean, I. I think I've met one person less than three of the four. Less. Mm. Yeah. I don't even think he's in abundance recently. So no, I haven't met any that are less than three of the four. Mm. I don't think so. Are you less than three of the four? Um You're the only one. You know, I've gone wait, name name the four again. Bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. No. Uh childhood trauma or uh as a young adult, depression and highest level of anxiety that you can imagine. Um, I would say I've gone through two. You know. So you're the first one. You're the first one. Yeah. Uh, you're only 27, so. <laughs> right. So there's time, but. Oh, I've, you're only 27. I mean, I've told you a bit about my childhood and being an only child, you know, that made you giggle a little bit. But, um, you know, uh, a lot of my growth has happened because of the pandemic. And it was a time right. period where I did feel like a victim. And, you know, in hindsight, I was not the victim and I don't want to ever feel like the victim again. And I feel like that's something that is within my power, regardless. Of both of your parents loved you. What was Sorry. that? Both your parents loved you. Oh, loved and loved. Yeah. Okay. So that's why, that's why you're only two of the four. You're the very strong exception to a yeah. vision. Like most visionaries come from very traumatic childhoods, very <laughs> traumatic and and or single parents or no parents um one of the guys in a360 certainly not not naming him but his dad i think he was like five or six his dad 
beat him up, threw him out of the car, and just left. I mean, it's like all he could do is all he could yeah. do is laugh at that. And they just left him at the side of the road. Just left him. Like, but I heard um so within this is a visionary story. So within five minutes, um, on Necker Island, because people like to tell me things because I like to listen, right? Like most people like to talk, but I like to listen and but I'm only talking because to be beneficial. But the um so within five minutes, and I'm just sitting there listening. Um, so one of the visionaries, um, his biological father uh, raped his mom. That's how he was conceived. He's never met his biological father. Um, now he's trying to find him just to see how his how his brain works. Um, if the, if the guy's still alive, but and then the next person, five minutes later, is I'm just sitting there like entrepreneur life, right? And the next guy comes up. I'm like. Uh, you know, tell me about your dad. Um, his his dad was blue collar, um, normal guy. And like, oh, just tell me about your mom. He's like, oh, when I was 12, uh, my mom was murdered, beaten to death by her uh, boyfriend. And then the boyfriend uh, lit himself on fire in their trailer and burned the whole trailer down. So it was a murder suicide. I'm like, so within five minutes, I'm like, oh man. Oh man. So absorbed a lot of, a lot of pain, a lot of pain, but that's what makes, that's what makes the great entrepreneurs that pain. Mm immense immense pain and trauma the mm -hmm. really great ones so i hope that doesn't i mean i hope you've shortcutted that with all the learnings and, and being loved and being loved but there's plenty of time and frankly if that does happen for you any of the if you go to three of the four or four of the four it, in the end it'll be really good for you for yeah. sure yeah everything happens for a reason right but uh i game I, set match yeah game set match <laughs> <laughs> I, I, oh i'm gonna how much time you have justin i don't want to keep you too long i don't know my kids i'm surprised my kids or the dogs haven't uh, come through. you've been quiet you don't need to check on them no i'm kidding no, they're, they're good no they're good they're i just good. wanted to say though um you know it it's interesting to me to attribute a lot of this growth to the pandemic in the way that i did but you know i i experience a lot of pain with people and uh, like you I'm a listener and so people open up to me and share disturbing things with me sometimes and um, I went through a period where I just wasn't coping with any of that input the way that I should have and so um, I think that 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 event really accelerated a lot of yeah. the the self-discovery and um, you know a lot of my thinking outside of the box because with yeah. just my structured education leading up to becoming a nurse, everything was very tunnel vision and structured, which was good for the purpose of becoming a nurse, but nothing right. really beyond that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So the, um, uh, like the day after everything really shut down, I posted on Facebook, uh, this will provide the greatest opportunity of all time for people with the right mindset because the right mindset attracts the right now creates the right opportunity. So you you had the high level intuition and understanding to to recognize that, or even if you didn't recognize that, you just realized that you know through time that that's what it actually meant. So subconsciously or unconsciously, um, it was aware, and then maybe it was brought out into the conscious with what the the experiences you experienced and the results of of those experiences. But but um, uh, one of the chapters in Epic Life. Um, because I just talk to people like us. And if somebody like us says something really interesting, I write it down and it becomes a chapter. But um, one of the chapters is uh, an idea. Well, it's not an idea. It's a ritual from um, Alan Olson, great nine quick start visionary. And um, 
he was like uh uncertainty is an opportunity to collaborate uncertainty is an opportunity to collaborate so covid's the greatest uncertainty of all time probably will be the greatest uncertainty of all time for people in our in our lifetimes i i'd be very surprised if something is more uncertain than covid when the entire world shuts down be interesting if there was something like that but for people with the right mindset uh, it's been the greatest opportunity I mean, from the second company, I've met my partner two times and we started it in 2021. I've met him two times in person. We've built an entire company virtually. Um, and then uh, since COVID started, one-on-one -on -one meetings in person, I think I've done six of them, maybe seven. Um, still go to in-person events with, with people, but one-on-one, mm -hmm. -on -one, six or seven. And then before COVID, spent more time with children than any dad i've ever met now i just spend more time with them so yeah. it's been the greatest opportunity of all time and so so you think i have like no heart or no nothing but like my wife got covid she's a pediatrician i feel horribly for people that experience covid and what it did to certain families it's terrible but for people with the right mindset it's been the greatest opportunity of all time without exception yeah and i'll admit i used to get offended hearing things like that but you right. take you have to take it out of the context of COVID and just take the year and what was going on around that situation, right? And so us being locked up at home, a lot of people had to suffer even more so with their depression and loneliness and not being able to be around their families and the people Correct. like you that, you know, took advantage and made sure that you took care of yourself and you took care of your families and used it out as an opportunity to spend more time with them Greatest. And, uh, Greatest yeah. and uh make sure that you're not taking them for granted right and just carry that on that was one of my problems with the the hospital setting through it all though you know we we, we have the opposite of our mind that's the opposite of our minds yeah yeah there there was just never the effort to make better out of the situation even after the numbers came down you know wrong mindset attracts wrong networks or creates wrong opportunities it's the same formula so if you have a collective of wrong mindset so that would be the law higher education um mm -hmm. i i'm very faithful but religion um in many aspects is the wrong mindset um, yeah yeah so and so it's like that's what it is. And then again, the collaborative competition for people like us, we're collaborating together to compete against what most of the world thinks is right, but we know that it can be much better. So we're high level competitors, achievers to make it better for everyone. So I just like to connect people like us to people like us and they help everyone else. Mm -hmm. everyone. And you've led me to find that enjoyable as well that's why i introduce you to a, a, a friend recently that i've made that hopefully you guys can connect because i think that she'll be able to benefit from what you have to offer also and oh and but yeah and th one thank you but that's what i mean like naturally you i um in intuitive or intuition that will be your greatest um that will be your greatest skill mm -hmm. you already have it you already have it. And then as I believe you wrote to me, how much you enjoy doing that, making connections. And then it never stops. It never stops being amazing. Right. Because, um, um, besides hanging out with family and, and taking care of your family, when you connect, when you make a connection to someone, the right connection 
that is life-changing every time, regardless if it creates a company or investment or a dollar exchange or whatever that is, that's, that's what life is because we are a world of connectivity that we all humans are, they want to connect with the right people that understand them. That's what's called empathy. So they're, they, especially for people like us, we need to be around people that understand us. Yeah. And then if, and, and then if there are certain things that they don't make sense and you create your own version of that. So people, everyone understands you. Yeah. You just do it. You don't make an excuse. You just build the company. Nice. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let that be our ending note there, Mr. Justin. I would love to have you on again because we didn't even cover a fraction of the things that I had planned for us to talk about, but you, planned? Right. you know, how oh. that <laughs> you know how that goes. So again, I invite all my listeners to check out Epic Life because it really is a, a good read and uh, very you. helpful as far as developing a mindset that's going to let you thrive both professionally and personally, which is very important on the personal part and family. So um, I thank you, Justin, for, uh, you know, letting that idea be known because I hear a lot going against that and uh, it's very important and it's attainable. And um, mm -hmm. you have any closing remarks for my audience, uh, you know, regarding anything that you're involved with? Thank you. Um, uh, two things. Um, so, uh, everyone I talk to is a genius in some capacity. So, uh, I, I like to say things like I'm a dad who happens to be an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur who happens to be a dad. And then people like us go, Oh, that, that's, yeah, that makes, makes sense. So dad first, dad first. Um, uh, and then would never let entrepreneur life destroy my family life. And I would never, would never do that. Um, um and then to really land the plane which i don't like to do but i'll do it the um the company's uh site is uh brepicnetwork.org uh network.org and then because my wife is coo it's uh scaling scaling quickly so all credit really goes to to her and then the members within the network who are serving humanity at the highest level mm -hmm. nice thank you and i look forward to meeting your wife uh, i'm supposed to chat with her next week and Oh God. Wow. You're going to like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've already told me all the amazing things about her. So I look you will see seeing some of the cracks. I'm like, she can be perfect, right? You make her sound. She's perfect. not, she's not, she's not perfect. No, no, she's not <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, but, um, oh, you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, but, um, uh, the first thing I do every day besides, uh, reading the, um, the prayer that prayer job is but i do a grateful journal to my wife every yeah. single day um because without her very bad situation not good not good so thanks for thanks for mentioning that because yeah without her i, I mean no family no life no happiness and i'm very aware of that yeah yeah that's the glue right there so um i hope everybody can just prioritize their their love life and make sure that their mate feels special and wanted because it's important uh regardless of all the other things going on you got to build the family just as much as the business and i didn't say this at the beginning i always say this mr justin but i thank god for this opportunity for us to have this Thank conversation you. and um i thank god for bringing you into my life and um just uh giving us the opportunity to build whatever this friendship is going to be and uh even if i didn't talk to you again after today 
I would appreciate so much the words we had. And I <laughs> no, no, no. Had, don't worry about that. And then you just winked at God. So that was a God wink in another way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. Good job we'll with be that. Back at each other here and there. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. All right, Justin, I'm going to let you go and get with that beautiful family. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. Have a good night. Bless.